BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Spend my dollar. It's not about what you want. It's about what you're willing to do to get it. Run it again. Hello and welcome. I'm not going to, so quit asking. When you give me a hard time. For the listeners that didn't get to go. This is the payback. Alabama wins! What you did last year really doesn't matter. Our goal is to have the kind of team that nobody wants to play. Hi. Hello and welcome to a Man of Steel edition of the Alabama Football Podcast. As we continue our spring topic tour, we've got to talk about new defensive coordinator, Kevin Steele. This is an opinion piece, but uh, <laughs> what isn't uh, out of uh, out of what I do? So let's be honest, right? There was a day when Kevin Steele was named as the defensive coordinator hire, and um, it was underwhelming. Maybe in some quarters, disappointing. Maybe, now I never was mad at Pete Golding, but I think there were fans that said, oh, if we're going to hire Kevin Steele, why don't we just go back and get Pete Golding? I'd rather have Golding than Steele. I think there were fans that thought that. And there's reason for fans to have thought that. Jeremy Pruitt was the no-brainer hire. Oh, he saw him in Huntsville. He bought a truck that he's going to drive to Tuscaloosa with a, loaded up with kick-ass, ready to go. Jeremy Pruitt was the no-brainer hire. He probably was the no-brainer no-hire because – of all the questions with the NCAA. I think if Saban were going to wanted to bring him on and sort of hedge a bet, he'd be an analyst today, and he's not. And so I think I think there's smoke and fire. They're connected. I'm not saying that he did all those bad things. I'm just saying the NCAA has really put a persona non grata on uh, Jeremy Pruitt, and I think Saban said, okay. So, But clearly he would have been the no-brainer hire for all the reasons, for all the reasons we would agree with, the other side of the coin, he wasn't hired. I think Glenn Schulman, co-defensive coordinator at Georgia, would have been an exciting hire. That would have truly been an exciting hire. Uh, coached uh, at Georgia under under Smart, coached at Alabama, you know, under Smart as well. Thirty-three years old, co-defensive coordinator, working under Muschamp and Smart. His only his first year as the defensive coordinator, Dan Lanning, was the DC uh, before before then. And so you think there was a significant defensive brain trust at Georgia. Smart, Muschamp, Lanning, and Shulman. Three are or have been head coaches at, you know, one at multiple stops. So a significant brain trust in the Georgia defensive uh, unit. And so Glenn Shulman 
would have been an incredibly excited hire. I, that's the hire that I wanted if we couldn't get pro, I, just full transparency. But I could also look at it and say, well, he's 33 years old. Maybe he would defer to Saban in the way that Pete Golden deferred to Saban. And is is that what we need? Another version of that. Who could argue, you know, no. Jim Leonard was a compelling hire. Uh, I thought Wisconsin was going to hire him as their head coach. He's, you know, one of their own. Uh, he was a mid-season, call it a substitute head coach, uh, interim head coach is the word I'm going for, and uh, looked like they had some success under him. Uh, he was their defensive coordinator, again, former Badger. In terms of player, he was one of their own. Uh, he was passed over for that position, and so it looked like he might be an interesting candidate uh, to come to Alabama, and I agree. I think um, he would have been uh, he would have been a lot of fun uh, to, have, he, to, to, to have on campus. Now, he would not have the system familiarity and timing, I think, is critical in this hire. Saban is in a demographic where getting older every day is not an advantage. And we've talked about if Saban's going to come back and do this right, he needs to come back William Money style from Unforgiven. There's no prisoners to be taken. There is no quarter to be granted. This is come back and kick ass, and let's see if we can get another title or two. Coming for blood, right? Coming for championships. And it has to start today. It can't be tomorrow. It can't be next season. It has to start today. And I think Jim Jim Leonard didn't fit that profile. Just his his background, not familiar with, uh, with Saban. And then we talked about the other two coaches. And so I'm going to mix my my Westerns a little bit, but against that backdrop, against that need, who's your Huckleberry? Well, Alabama could have done a lot worse than Kevin Steele. Former players who were vocal and critical of Golding and of players on last year's defense have been very pleased with the direction, with the hire of Steele. They've talked about Steele's going to have the players in the right position. They're going to have their heads on straight. They're going to play right they're going to play to the Bama standard uh, that Steel is going to instill some of that, and so I think um, I think that's I think that's important. I think Saban is more likely to defer to a trusted hand. I think Steele is more likely to hold his ground when he and Saban have a disagreement. Having a disagreement with a coworker is not. I don't like my coworker. It's a toxic toxic environment. It's evidence of a healthy, competitive environment. It's not sunshine and roses every single day. It's strong people with strong opinions driving towards a desirable, tough-to-achieve shared objective. And younger coaches are going to defer to Saban in that situation. Steele, frankly, what's he got to lose? He's coached with Saban multiple times. I think this is his third stop. He understands the defense. He ultimately understands and agrees with the objective that Saban has. And if he knows there's more than one way to skin a cat and we need this way for this game and another way for another game, I think Steele is more likely to say, Nick, and and have a very candid conversation. And I think Saban is more willing to engage that conversation and get to the shared objective. You know, you see people sometimes – and this is one of my favorite sort of Colin Coward things. And it took me a while to sort of understand it because I still struggle with it. There's a difference between being right and getting it right. 
And you can argue and argue and argue with the objective of being right, but miss the big picture and miss the objective of getting it right. And I think Saban and Steele can have conversations, maybe with a younger guy. Saban's like, I'm right because I'm Nick Saban. And he ends up being right more than getting it right because the youngster maybe has a good idea. With Steele, I think they get to the point of what is right? Not just me being right and you being wrong, but what's right for the program? I think uh, I think Steele and Saban have that conversation, and they have those conversations in a way that maybe a Leonard, maybe in a way the Shulman, maybe in a way that Pete Golding weren't able to have. Jeremy Pruitt could have the conversation in the way we're talking about with 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 Kevin Steele. I agree with that. He has other baggage, and uh, that's why he is not in Tuscaloosa. But nonetheless, that's going to be a compelling factor. We may not see that in the spring. We may see the manifestation of it. We may hear about it in some interviews. And uh, and then certainly, I think we're going to see that manifest itself in the play uh, in the fall. But uh, again, we could do worse. Alabama could do worse than bringing Saban in. I think the defense will be coached harder. And I think there will be smarter personnel decisions. And I point to the one defensive lineman on the field. Uh, I point to that uh, specifically when I say that. I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say I think the 2023 defense is better than the 2022 defense. And the 22 defense was sort of heralded as, I don't want to say potential all-timer, but like so many good players on this defense. This defense is going to be, it's the pinnacle of what Alabama's been building to from a defensive uh, standpoint. I think 23 is a better defense than 22. I do go out on that limb. I do make that prediction. And I can't tell you who's going to start at the 11th position. So so there you have it. But hopefully you're enjoying this. And uh, if you agree or disagree or have uh, differing thoughts, drop us an email. We absolutely love the engagement. And uh, we love sharing differing opinions. We love sharing shared opinions. But Alabama Football Podcast at gmail.com. If you're going to 8A and you want to sort of meet up with uh, the, the uh, podcast travel squad, then drop that in an email. and We'll put together uh, sort of an email distribution and, and sort that out with everyone. Uh, if you just like this and want to say, hey, do that and uh, leave us a review on your podcast um, uh, application. We love that. It helps people find us and uh, the whatnots. All right. This has been another edition of the Alabama Football Podcast. Roll Tide. Thanks for listening to the Alabama Football Podcast. We love that you're tuned in and hope that you enjoyed the show. We encourage you to reach out and let us know what you like, where we can improve, or just to shout out a Roll Tide. We are where you are. iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, email newsletters, T-shirts, free roster downloads, and of course, on the web at alabamafootballpodcast.com. Check us out where you'll find easy links to your favorite way to follow the tide. Got that, Coach? Of course. Roll Tide. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... 
Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earn cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 